welcome to Millennial Pagan Podcast, the podcast that's discussing issues and hot topics influencing the pagan world from a millennial perspective. We're your hosts, Autumn Wolf and Jarrah Stone. Was that was that that new? I like that. What the pause? Yeah, the pause. No, that was totally ad lib. I don't ab- know ab lib. Yeah, ab lib. I like it. Ad lib. <laughs> How are you doing today? Uh, a little frazzled, um, more curly than normal. Oh, oh, we're, you're not asking my hair. No, um, no. no I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I noticed you got you, 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 slept with your curlers in, didn't you? No, actually, I took a shower, put the curlers in while my cat was drinking from the my water cup in my bathroom, um, and and then hung around the house for like a half hour doing nothing but drinking coffee. It was uh, fabulous. I I just got done watching episode four of season eight of Game of Thrones. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but nope. the feels. Yeah. Okay. The feels, yeah. especially after the battle. It's Game of Thrones. Like, Game of Thrones should be retitled The Feels. Yeah. Like, dragons and feels. Mm-hmm. And wolves and feels and Kit Harrington. Sometimes naked. And, 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 and Amelia Clark. Mostly naked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two thumbs way up. <laughs> way up. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so um, what 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 are we what what are we talking about today? Well, first, like um, something just happened. What happened? Paganly. Pagan. Oh 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 Pagan-esque. oh. Beltane. Beltane. Yes. Yes. How was your Beltane? Um, as you can see, I still have the ribbons in my hair. Yes, I noticed. At first, I thought they were rubber bands for some reason, <laughs> like in the front, because I never saw the back of you until mm-hmm. about a few minutes ago. And then I was like, why does he have rubber bands in his braids? <laughs> that just seems very uncomfortable. And then I saw the back of you. I was like, oh, they wrapped them around his maypole. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, I told, uh, uh, told Sunshine to redo my hair a couple days ago, and she's like, I'm going to do something. Something different, and she did the, she did the just the hair first, mm-hmm. and then yesterday before we actually went to ritual, she's like, "I'm putting ribbons in my hair. Do you want ribbons in your hair?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we actually did uh did some good, interesting work. Actually, one of my cosplay friends came out for the first time ever to a public ritual, Ooh. and he thoroughly enjoyed himself. That is very important and awesome. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Very very cool. So yeah, we uh uh did some work with uh with Pele and Quan Yin. Okay, and so. for those who do not know who Pele and Quan Yin are, uh Pele is the uh essentially the Polynesian goddess of the volcanoes, mm-hmm. goddess of fire. Um pretty much we we used her to somewhat beginning the forge of something in our, something in our lives, pretty much something to to forge it and then Quan Yin uh goddess of compassion mm-hmm. um uh, often depicted as the female buddha mm-hmm. uh we actually used her waters to quench the uh quench the flames and mm-hmm. temper uh temper what we wanted in our lives to actually help make it stronger uh-huh. so it was uh kind of kind of interesting i've noticed that um at least for for me personally uh we were we were kind of just going in in trance trying to find something that we needed back in our lives something that we needed to reach out and grab a grab a hold of mm-hmm. and that one thing for me was kind of going back to my roots as an entertainer mm-hmm. and 
Ah. Yeah. So that that email we were just discussing. Yes. Okay. Yay. The email we were just discussing. The um. So so pretty much for the for those of you that don't know uh too much about my my past, I actually used to be an entertainer. I used Mm -hmm. to be uh, a professional theme park stuntman. Mm -hmm. And um. Playing around with people, having fun, you know, doing all these these shootouts, getting shot in the street, beat up, but also being the comedic relief for a lot of these shows really helped me not just entertain guests, but also had a different type of joy for myself. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of I haven't been in that that realm recently, right? Uh, at least not not too much. I have my my things here and there, but not as much as I used to be. It used to be literally my my work right right and it's something that i kind of do want to go into a little bit um a little bit more and probably just forge it a little bit more yeah i'm actually really sad that there isn't something like that still here in mm-hmm. phoenix like that mm-hmm. that's a great i, w- I don't want to call it a tourist trap because it's not a trap i think oh, no, that's no, really it, great for the kids it was a trap it, 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 it was it was by by all definitions a tourist trap but, but it was cute it was cute it was fun it was entertaining mm-hmm. um i just think i mean the the you know, the, one of the main reasons why I left was there was just a lot of backstage politics that oh, I really course. didn't want to be a part of anymore. But it 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 saddened me to have to leave. Right. Of course. Yeah. Any time that you're used to that kind of interaction, and then you don't get it. That's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's a really interesting thing that you're working on. Yeah. I mean, and and it's kind of kind of coming at a at a weird time because mm-hmm. just recently, actually, somebody from our uh, from from our group. Uh, Dawn, she mm-hmm. actually uh, was talking to one of her friends who actually has a bar out in Apache Junction, mm-hmm. and apparently they want to do like a Game of Thrones feast, ah. and they need a feast master. Ah. So Dawn was like, I know, just the person for you. Yes, well, that means you have to finish your um, night Night's Watch costume. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm interested to see how you're going to be able to do that and not die because all of our cons and that feast is probably going to be when it's way too fucking hot for that much. Mostly, uh, well, the the feast is going to be more towards nighttime. It'll actually it won't yeah. start until seven, so that right. that'll be good. But yeah, doing the the comic. Well, even even one of my cosplays, mm-hmm. uh, Scar. I'm doing a Scar from uh, from Lion King. Yeah, fur fur. Yeah, it's going to be warm as hell, and I'm probably not going to even step foot outside with that thing around my neck. But yeah, so that, that's that's kind of one thing that I've, I've, felt, I, I've kind of felt like I've been missing. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's not, not something that I've, I've been actively even looking for, but right. it's something that I think I've, I've been presented something to, to continue on in. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And you do a lot of with the Harry Potter group out here, yeah. too. So I, I think asking for more of that stuff to come about is totally doable and very accessible oh, yeah. for you. Yeah, definitely. So, thumbs way up. <laughs> Two thumbs. Both of them. So not only did we just have Beltane, uh, last night was a new moon. And I have mm-hmm. not used the new moon energies yet, but I have plans. And um, I'm going to be doing a uh, cutting of the ties type thing. Mm-hmm. There's an individual in my life that it, they are going to be involved less. And their negativity um, is causing me personal problems. Mm-hmm. Um, they're... they're 
I had this a discussion with somebody else who gave me great wording. They're crossing my barriers, which aren't necessarily a problem or a bad thing, but it is because they've gone past my 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 blocks and my barriers. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to be um, initiating that that way that any other any more negativity won't continue on after they're less of a presence, nice. and that possibly they'll. Um, whatever interactions we have together will be more positive and uplifting good so that's my plan for magical stiffs mm-hmm. so I, mean, I, I think i think one of the things too i mean we would love to hear about you know what what did you guys do for beltane what did you guys uh work on or, or you know if, if you guys feel feel led to share or anything like that mm-hmm. just feel free uh send send us a message message Put it on our Facebook, you know, because we'd love to hear that. Uh, how how, do you, how did you guys celebrate this year? Preferably PG-13, especially with the photos, because yes, Beltane's yes. also another uh, one of those fertility days. Oh, I, I, I quench naked, so. So, and we would love to see your maypoles. Like I said, I quench naked. The ones wrapped in ribbon that you did outside while dancing. This is not working out for me. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> okay. Um. So now that we've moved on from maypoles, we're going to talk about circles. Yes, yes, because that that is a big part of uh, of rituals. Yes, and magic workings. Mm-hmm. Um. So I recently had somebody come. Uh, come into contact with me and ask me questions about um they did a spell and they were like did i what what when can i redo it and my answer was never stop that no bad it it was a love ritual specifically on a person so Mm -hmm. against that person's will i'm not okay with that personally i told them why i'm not okay with that why maybe they want to do it or and why they shouldn't repeat it the day after they already did it anyway so i gave them those options and told them a lot of stuff and then they asked a lot of questions about circle and how to cast it and how to start pretty much the magical process and it kind of smacked me in the face that a lot of you guys who are listeners have been commenting and coming reaching out to us and saying i'm new to paganism and i love everything you've taught me and i go wait i'm doing you a a disservice if i don't at least tell you how to start all of this Mm -hmm. so here we are we're starting and and I think this is going to be kind of like the first part in a little bit, I, I'd say, mini-series as different uh, different parts of kind of creating your own ritual, creating the magical space and, yeah, and doing yeah. that. And it won't be every month that you'll get one of these. It will be probably random and sporadic, so mm-hmm. um, stay tuned. Yes. Keep listening to every episode. Every, every episode. And and maybe the mini-sodes. And the mini-sodes, but you have to be a Patreon supporter for that. So how about you be a Patreon supporter? Plug, plug, plug. All the plugs. Not not that kind of plug. Stop making that gesture. (laughs) What? It was like I I was putting a plug into the wall for like the electrical (laughs) outlet. What do you think I was doing? No, it's how look. Oh, yeah, I wasn't looking that way. No, it was behind the the computer. It was okay. (laughs) All right, anyway. So. I'm going to go ahead and just skip over the whole you already cleansed yourself, I hope. Somehow. Yes. 
either with smudge, with bath, with whatever. You, you, we're, we're on to the actual, all right, you're in the space. You're about to do the magic in. Stomp, stomp, feet. You're here. Mm-hmm. This is the spot. That you're going to do the thing. You're in it. You've grounded. You're doing all the other basic beginning intro stuff that you could read any beginner's book on and figure it out. I believe in you. Ask me if you need a beginner's book. No, because we did a podcast episode on that. Yes. What you need to do next is draw your circle. Now, a lot of people are going to say that that is casting the circle, period. Done. Already. Other people are going to be like, that's a multi-step faceted thing that that's just the beginning of. We're going to go into both. Yeah. So drawing your circle is either a physical thing where you actually draw it with pen, paper, salt, whatever. Marker, string, chairs. If you're outside, a line in the sand. Something physical happens in your space that dictates where the circle starts and ends. Because the circle doesn't start or end anywhere. It just keeps going. Yes. So there's a physical thing that tells you the parameters of your circle. Or you're going to do it energetically. So you're going around and you're marking it in your mind or in your third eye, in your space. What is the circle? Envisioning Everything that's encompassed inside of yes. it. And you want to do that energetically by really actually focusing on it and visualizing it being there. Of course, that's a lot easier when there's a circle of chairs around you mm-hmm. or a circle of other people or the salt, the sand, the whatever. Stuffed animals. Yeah. Ooh. They they can they can be like a protector. No, I agree. I'm just thinking about if they're pop culture stuffed animals, then are you asking the spirit of that pop culture essence to come in? Like if you had a scar stuffed animal, like are you asking scar or the spirit of what is scar to be part of your circle? I think I think that that goes along with intention as well. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, it any- could be a slippery slope. Anyway, <laughs> It could be a slippery slope. So you got this part done. You know where it ends and you know where it begins. And you need to feel it in your bones, on your skin, in your eyes, whether it is a circle of chairs, people or whatever, or it's just there. Mm-hmm. It's there. You got it. That's drawing your circle. And some people that is casting the circle, it's done. A lot of people will walk the circle some people, they don't have to. They can just go, poof, it's there. Mm-hmm. And by poof, I mean like it comes from your mind and it pops out and it's there and it's tangible and it's real energy. When you're newer, I do encourage you walk it and you trace it either with a wand, with your finger, in some way, your whole hand, your arm, your flare, whatever you want to do actually walk it so you your feet know where it is and what it is mm-hmm. things about that circle a lot of groups when you go into them are gonna say you have to walk clockwise because that is building the energy and when you disassemble it you're walking counterclockwise that's what wrestling and docile mean so a lot of groups are like, nope, this is rule, concrete fact. You have to walk it 
in count in clockwise fashion Mm -hmm. when you're building it when you're in it doing the power that might just be a thing that helps you feel the energy more maybe you feel it more when you walk counterclockwise Mm -hmm. who knows it 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 could be just like um i mean i know this this is kind of like a weird thing but like the toilet's flushing a different direction it, it it could be something just just about you about where you are mm-hmm. where it just it feels right counterclockwise or clockwise right but i'm giving you this information because i don't want you to be that person who goes into a group and gets yelled at which by the way don't yell at newbies mm-hmm. don't like let's go back to inclusion guys yeah don't do it they don't know it's not it's not helpful for their learning process to scream at them that they're doing it wrong mhm So that's one thing. Another thing is if you are a solitary and you are practicing by yourself and you have to leave that circle, I do encourage cutting a door in the circle at all times if you're going to leave the circle space, just because then it's you're emphasizing more that this is a physical space that is entrapped or enclosed from the outside. Mm-hmm. So you want to cut that door. If you are a solitary, one thing you can do to make sure the, the circle doesn't collapse without your energy is to put your besom in there. Your broom is a guardian of doors, a guardian of spaces. It can hold that energy for you. Mm-hmm. Something we probably should have started with mm-hmm. is why do we cast Circle Jera? Why do we do all of this before we do the magic? Well... I'd, it, I'd like to tell you. Because it seems like a lot of work. It, it is it is a lot of work, and there's going to be a lot of uh, logistics behind it. Mm-hmm. But I think right now, we're going to keep you guys in suspense, take a little bit of a break, and uh, come back. And we'll learn the, now that we know the how. The, the beginning of the how. The beginning of the how. This is step one yeah. of a multifaceted <laughs> thing. Then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the why. Right after this. Jera. Yes. Why do we cast circles? Well, I I think it's kind of a multifaceted reason, at least personally. Um, number one, to protect yourself from other entities that are outside trying to get to you, because a lot of the times when you're doing man when you're doing magic you can leave yourself vulnerable. And I believe that the circle is a good barrier between yourself and the outlying things that can that want to come in and try to mess you up. Um, for me, at least, it, it's, it's 
I kind of think of it as a, as a shield, not just to push anything that's in the area out, but just to keep everything that's out there out. Only lead in what you, what you need and what you want. That's one of the things, at least for me. Also dictates the, uh, the magical space. Dictates what, it dictates the area of where the magic, where the magic happens. And it, it has that, that space, the, 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 the in-between space between the, the muggle world and the magical world. It helps boost the magic inside of you and boost the magic of what you do. So one of the reasons that is, is mm-hmm. because the circle is also a container. It is containing you and the energy that you're developing so that it can be released in a specific time. Mm-hmm. In fact, the circle isn't even really a circle. It's a cone because it keeps going up, 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 and it apexes so mm-hmm. that when your energy is built to the correct time, that energy is spiraled out of the cone up into the universe. I felt like a Protestant preacher right there, people. <laughs> Yeah, that's really why we do that. Okay, I, I I could definitely see that, but why why call it a circle? Because a circle is an easy shape we can make with thirteen people, or nine, or however it, many. It's also, if you think about it, a natural occurrence. When we have a lot of people together, we don't turn into a cube naturally. We don't turn into a triangle naturally, unless there's only three people. But eventually, we turn into a circle so that everybody can see everyone. And this happens simultaneously with European cultures and Native American cultures. And it became kind of a little bit of a tiffle between the the neo-pagan community and Native American community. Because there was an assumption from the Native American community, I believe it was a specific tribe, that neo-pagans were appropriating using circles. And it became a conversation that had to happen in um, open spaces that, no, actually historians have discovered that in Europe and Africa, circles were used for religious ceremonies and magic for years and years prior to neo-pagans using them and almost were a simultaneous thing so that's that that kind of thing really bolsters my belief that we just naturally gravitate into circles okay but i i think that also kind of raises the question too mm-hmm. what if what if you you don't want to make a circle what if you know your your magical space you wanted to make it into a square or a triangle or a igna- an ignatic blob. So one of the problems with using um, corners with mm-hmm. magic, corners trap magic. Corners trap energy. Corners are traps for okay. dust, for dust mites, for bugs, for spider webs, for magic. So that's one of the reasons why a lot of people, when we talk about it, um, you can kind of feel magic getting stuck in a corner. Or um, that's why when you're smudging, sometimes you'll be like, I have to smudge the corner of the room. Like, I can't just glaze over it. Mm -hmm. You'll feel the energy stuck. That's also a thing in um, not Taoism. Fuck you, move furniture. Feng Shui. Yeah, that's also a aspect of feng shui. Feng shui mm-hmm. talks about the energy gets stuck in corners. So that's one of the reasons, another reason that we've come up with that makes sense for circles. But blobs, blobs, uh, 
I mean, how are you going to pivot your energy that you want to release into the universe up into the universe Mm -hmm. if it's a blob? Um, Blob also makes it sound like it's possibly permeable, which it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes people want energy to enter into their circle from the outside. But like you said, one of the reasons for the circle is to protect you from entities, energies, and things that aren't in the circle. So Mm -hmm. having a semi-permeable circle can kind of eliminate eliminate that okay also a bouncy circle kind of means like the energy might bounce back at you and when you're trying to get it up and out that really doesn't help if it keeps coming back at you like pow 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 like a zorb it's like those big those big inflatable balls that people get into when they roll down the hill yeah, that's that's what those that's what those are called. They're zorbs. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think people have died with those. It's possible. I mean, somebody's died on the Segway. Yeah, that's true. The creator of Segway mm-hmm. died on the Segway. Sad. Yeah. Sorry. So now that we know the why, and we know how to draw a circle, which is part one, or mm-hmm. to some people is all they need. Um, next things that a lot of Wiccans and neo pagans do are call the elements. The reason for calling the elements is because then they're standing guard over the circle as well. You're bringing in earthly energies or of this plane energies into the circle to add to what you're building and creating. Mm-hmm. So, Jera, what are the elements that we call into the circle? Okay, so this is going to kind of kind of sound a little, little weird. And for those of you that are a little bit older and know the 80s cartoon, of course, Captain Planet, this is actually how I remember it. Oh, Earth. Please don't sing. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> Thank you. Earth, fire, wind, water. And then there's the fifth one, heart, or what we would call spirit. And sometimes some traditions don't do spirit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just have the four. And then in reclaiming, they call spirit and then they call center too. Mm-hmm. And so what is I, I think self-explanatory for earth, air, fire, and water, but what is spirit to you? To me, it's my higher energy. Mm-hmm. It's it's my it, it's it's who I am in the ethereal plane. So it's the you of the higher. Yes. It's not the earthly you. It's the upper you. Yes. Okay. And then what would you call center? Center. Um, the center of the universe. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I. 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 You know. Honestly, I've never really. Thought about thought, yeah, center? I've never really thought about center. So I find center, so we're calling the upper part of you, the part that walks between worlds, the part that you can you can get yourself lost in. So mm-hmm. you know how they say spirit men always had their one leg in the spirit world and one leg out and they kind of were zany. If you stay too focused on that upper you, I think sometimes you can get lost. So what I think center is, is the calling of the the root of you the okay. the part the energy that sits in your stomach that makes you connected to the you or the root chakra that some people call so you've already ground before you get to this point but then that's just another anchor to connect you back to the the physical you the earthly you yeah okay so I, and and for for me i kind of encompass that into mm-hmm. into my ethereal i i i see it more as the connection between between the ground and the above, mm-hmm. I, that that's kind of how I see it. So I, I guess when when I do my callings, 
I call both spirit and center in the same breath. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Mm. So some tips about calling the elements. Um, I had some, the person who was talking to me was like, I really felt air, but not the other elements. Something that I want all newbies and even myself to focus on when you're calling the elements, if you do not have a physical representation of that particular element with you, imagine when you were in a location that screamed that element to you. Mm. So if you've been to the ocean and that is like your pivot water moment you just imagine those waves lapping and charging and the strength of the ocean if you are more a creek or uh, river or lake type person imagine yourself in there you feel the water you are the water that's how you call water you have to feel mm-hmm. it there fire if you've been near a bonfire if you can light a candle and just look at that fire and feel the warmth the energy of fire mm-hmm. same with earth a lot of times when i'm calling earth and i'm having a hard time with earth i uh, picture the grand teton mountains in jackson hole or the great the um, grand canyon because i've been to both these places and to me these are both very earthly places Mm. where earth is very visible and very strong if you've been to a volcano that's an amazing thing for fire and earth at the same time air could probably be a little bit more difficult i've um on my trek here to the arizona i stopped at one point in texas where there was a wind farm and it was huge and it was so windy and i had a little cocker spaniel with me at the time and we stopped to try and get him to eat for the day and he wanted no part of it because you know what he was so busy doing smelling america (laughs) the nose was up he was at the extension of an extender leash and I could still hear his nose a-going <laughs> and the big floppy cocker spaniel ears a-flopping in the wind and the breeze but that kind of constant movement of air to mm-hmm. me is very airish if you've been on a plane and been able to look out the window that could be very air to you to see the clouds moving and you can't see the ground below you because you're glazing through the clouds that could be very air to you you want to picture these points where you're when you remember being with that element just feeling it my my thing my my go-to for air and this this is going to sound very very geeky oh dear (laughs) i actually go back to the ride soren in california adventure okay because it's literally like you're like you're in a hand glider flying over all these different places and just the sights the smells but it's the the actual feeling of flying Ooh, zip lining that would be a big one Mm -hmm. Ooh, i want to go zip lining i haven't been in forever anyway but But yeah yes and um sometimes you might have a more affinity for one element than the other growing up i never had a fear of water i still don't if i've drowned in a past life it must have been the most peaceful drowning (laughs) to have ever occurred because i have absolutely no fear of it happening again if it does oh well um it's literally been my constant thought like people are like aren't you afraid of like drowning i'm like no if it happens, it happens. It's probably one of the most peaceful things to me. Now, if I'm being forced under and held up against my will and that's something else is yeah. going on, yeah, of course, that's a little different. So I always had an affinity for water. And then as I got older, I'm not a pyro, but I definitely enjoy me a campfire. Mm-hmm. The smell in my hair the day after, like, you can't wash that out just immediately. It doesn't go away. Yeah, no. 
uh, when work working at the the theme mm-hmm. park that it being around a campfire being around just like if ever it dropped under you know triple digits mm-hmm. we would light fires oh, all yeah. up and downtown and uh-huh. just the the smell it's it, it's it's for me the best part of it mm-hmm. but it's the smell that reminds me of the fire that's there so the first time i ever went um to a witchy camp type mm-hmm. thing was a Samhain. it was a Samhain. The last Samhain I had in Georgia, it was projected to be in the 70s, um, and then a cold front moved in. I'm always fucking freezing, so I packed my winter coat, I packed um, a pair of corduroy jeans, and some fluffy socks, and some boots, and the warmest it got that whole weekend was 19 degrees. Oof. I know all my Arizona friends are like, you must have died. I slept in my car. It was 12 degrees one morning when I woke up. Now, I had the windows cracked in my car because that's actually kind of dangerous not Mm. to, even if your car is not running. And it wasn't. And I buried myself. And luckily, uh, a good friend from Spiral Rhythm lent me a pair of really warm socks. I burnt the shit out of my shoes. I learned that time that my work sneakers, which were no slip grip waterproof sneakers, were warmer than my boots. <laughs> These were some girly ass boots. Um, and I had put my feet up on the stones to keep them warm because you're fucking freezing in 19 degrees weather, no matter how many layers you're wearing yep. and um, how many blankets you're buried under or how many hats you're wearing. Um so I'm sitting there and I realized when we got home that I had melted the soles of my shoes because of how much I was just like curled up against the fire <laughs> trying to stay warm. It was miserable and amazing and I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. But I love being cold rather than being hot because if it was 120, I would have went home. I would have been mm-hmm. like, sayonara, you can't drench me enough to keep me here. Bye. So. Yeah. That was my one of my favorite experiences with fire was just reaffirming how life giving it is and how important it is, especially to our elders. Like like our ancestors lived that mm-hmm. always. That I was mean, their one heat source. Yeah. I mean, if, if if you look at just a, a bunch of movies and th- and shows that are that are trying to represent those olden days, mm-hmm. like uh, honestly, Game of Thrones, perfect example. No electricity, candles. Everywhere, fire pits everywhere, torches everywhere. everywhere. The light was a big deal. Yeah. Yep. And the night is full of terrors. Exactly. Yep. So those are that's the elements. Mm-hmm. I, I think we beat the elements over uh, with a stick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Earth. <laughs> stick. Well, and and I think um I mean because because we have talked about you know keeping it keeping it cheap mm-hmm. as well. You know you don't have to have you know a, a giant fire pit, a pool of water. No keep. Honestly, one of the things that I I used, I actually had a cup of water with some salt, a candle, and then for air, I blew out the candle and I saw the smoke. For me, that was a a representation of air. I have a thing to say. You have a thing. But first, first, on that same Mm -hmm. note, um... Everything that we just described doesn't need a physical thing ever. No. You can do all of this without even moving a muscle. Every single thing we said to cast the circle so far, you don't need a thing. 
Yeah, no. You don't need a thing to do magic at all. You need your brain. You need you. That's it. Yeah. So that that's one thing that's very important. But the physical representations ex- help extremely with newbie witches. Mm-hmm. Um, to the blowing out the candle thing. One, I'm going to give you an alternative before I tell you the why of why you probably should have an alternative. Incense. Mm-hmm. Smoke and air. And fire, technically. Why you shouldn't do that? A lot, a lot, a lot of witches, and a lot, a lot, a lot of witches won't, um, believe it is disrespectful to extinguish one element with another. So a lot of witches will say, don't blow out candles, you snuff them. And that's why you'll see snuffers as a thing. Yeah, it's another thing you have to buy. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't go out and buy everything, please. But that is one of the things that's the water. <laughs> Talok literally licked, licked his fingers and went and, and did the tss, and I was like, oh, that's still water. Well, and 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 mind you, I had I did have two candles. One one was my representation for fire. One, yeah. Was, yeah. And I'm just saying that that yeah. that some people some some people will consider that disrespectful. Period. And I know a couple of witches who won't blow out candles ever. They always snuff them they have mm. like snuffers in every room and they're avid candle burners and Talok's eyes are like that's a little extreme but you know that's the thing you do you yeah you do you yeah. maybe that's how it works for you how you respect fire and if you're building a relationship with those elements maybe when you're building that relationship with fire fire tells you hey no mm-hmm. or fire says yeah whatever fuck it um so that that's very an, an important thing mm-hmm. to keep in mind in the back of your head, whether you want to take up that practice or not. It might happen that you're in a circle or in a coven. They're like, don't do that. No. Now you know why. Yeah. So the next thing after the elements have been called. Oh, another note on elements. Uh, I personally, there's some wording that you can use to call the elements. I personally feel that you don't when you're in circle you don't call one watchtower and you don't call and not call the others the watchtowers for the elements are to me are like the big dogs mm-hmm. you about to do some big ass stuff and it bothers me when i'm in circle and i have to i have to deal with that when um like three people have called elements and the last person's like i call the watchtower of fucking stop it nobody else called watchtowers why are you doing that <laughs> Stop! We don't need them here right now. But that's the to me, and this is why. To me, they're the big guns. They are holding your circle up. Mm-hmm. They are protecting your shit. What kind of magic are you doing that you need the watchtowers? I don't know. You might need them. Go you. Mm-hmm. If you are willing to pull that much energy out, cool. But that's just me. And other people might disagree and say the watchtowers for everything. It's true. And other people are like, ah, watchtower, air, just earth, fire, watchtower, maybe nothing. Whatever. What? Whatever. Do you? That's just me. That's mm-hmm. my thing. That that's my little witchy moment of. <laughs> and also, I, th- I think I think a big thing too is, you don't need to call them with words. True. Yeah, like I said, yeah. you don't have to move a muscle, yeah. including your tongue. So deities. De- oh, deities. <laughs> the next step is deities. Deities is interesting um, because you definitely have to, if you if you are calling in one deity, fine, great. Just make sure you know how to do it. You do it 
how you feel and how your deity would want you to. You have to do it with an extreme respect. Yes. You have to know who you're calling first. I was very lucky in that my first magical encounter, um, time when the first spell I ever spelled, I was like, I don't need to do all that work. First, I'm not going to start a circle. Oh, goodness, poor small child. Um, but the deities that I asked for assistance were both love deities and both were perfectly fine working with each other because they're siblings. Yeah, whatever. And they're like, oh, you again. Okay, fine. Um, they also were, I wasn't asking them to like build me an arc. I was asking them to do something very minute, very small, something that they would both giggle and appreciate that a small child was asking, small as in 13. Um, so I, I was very lucky and fortunate. Um, research who you're calling. Mm-hmm. Research who you're calling with whom. Um, it might be safe to stay in the same pan- pantheon at first. Mm-hmm. Um, get to know them too. Take some meditation times to ask if they're willing to come and help you do some libations say thank you yes leave thank you notes write thank you notes in your book of shadows or in your journal or leave out things that they would appreciate as gifts so um like persephone and hecate would appreciate pomegranates though mm-hmm. so now that i'm thinking about it i would feel that would be slightly disrespectful Kind of depends if you're on the whole rape culture section of Hades and Persephone. If you're not, they would probably be okay with that. Ooh, pomegranate ice cream. That's a fun modern way to do that. That that sounds like fun and sticky. (laughs) Not as sticky as leaving meat out. Oh, goodness. Who requires meat these days? No, not meat. Mead. Oh. Mead. Yeah, everyone requires mead. It's yes. the drink of the gods. Yes. Everyone's pretty happy with that, except for Dionysus. He's like, why not my wine? <laughs> mine. <laughs> or if you're um, calling some uh, hoodoo, they prefer rum. Yes. They're the reason why the rums go. Anyway, so and some pretty important points about deities. Do your research. Don't just call anybody. Be careful about who you're calling. Um, the particular person who told me what they were doing told me about two different goddesses from two different pantheons. And both of them require some stuff. They will come a-knocking. Mm-hmm. And um, I, there was a lot of questions about what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I don't know. Why, why didn't you do your research ahead of time? How about you do it now? Find out who they are. Introduce yourself. Say, hey, sorry for my ignorance, because guess what? Sorry for your ignorance is a lot better than I'm just going to say fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so do do a little bit of research ahead of time, please. Um, don't just, you know, it, it's like calling for a favor or calling for backup from somebody you just met. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, just dialing a random number and saying, hey, is this 911? Yeah, no. no. No, no. No, it's not. Um, imagine if you do that to Bast. Ooh. Yeah, like, hi, I don't know you and you don't know me, but um, I want a thing. Or I'm going to do a thing, so can you watch it? With every cat I know. <laughs> Slightly creepy. Possibly violent. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, so that's, that's what I'm saying, like. Get to know them. Make friends. Like you, you, you don't ask somebody you just met at work. Um, hey, can you give me fifty bucks? 
what you can ask them is to say, hey, can you train me on how to do this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm new. Hi, this is me. And uh, I'm Autumn. Uh, I'm, I don't know who you are, but I'd like to get to know you. Can you teach me how to get to know you? Is a great thing to walk up to a DD and, or say, hey, um, I want to go ahead and do this thing. I'm asking you to hang out with me for a bit. Um, I'm going to tell you thank you. I'm going to give you this thing in return, and then we can never speak again. Or we don't have to ever speak again. You cool with that? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they aren't. You got to figure out who it is before you ask. You do that because yep. if they're not, they're going to be like, <laughs> you're cute. <laughs> Like, oh, that was cute. Aww. Now, if you're sitting here going, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, you can hope that nothing happens, and there's a high probability that nothing will happen. Now, if you continue down this road of paganism, something will probably happen. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And yeah. hopefully by then you have some backup that actually you, you've encouraged a relationship with, because sometimes other gods will say, you know, it's okay. They were stupid once. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. They won't do it again. It's fine. Yeah. And th- then there are some gods that will hold you to every little thing. Yep. It's not going to be all right. You know. Nope. 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 <laughs> I just killed Tao. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think that that sums it up. That's how you do a circle, how you, you build it. And you get it going, and you're about to do your magic. So you call the deity, you tell the deity, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I really appreciate you being here. I'm going to do a thing now. Cool. And that's where we're going to leave you. Yep. Do your thing. Now you're stuck in it until we tell you how to get out of it. Or you can research. That's true. There's books. Yep. There's so many books. There's so much resources online, too, guys. Just, just make sure you know where you're looking. I believe in you. Yeah. Of course, I want to thank Adam again for coming on last episode mm-hmm. um, and being awesome and helping us talk about inclusion and gatekeeping and paganism. We're going to probably re-come back. Re-come back. We're probably going to come back to that subject at one point in time in the future. So just keep that in mind. Is Patreon worth it, Jira? Oh, yes, definitely. Patreon is worth it because, uh, of course, at any level, we give you a nice big thank you right here uh, on the show. Thank you. you know, just a big thank you. And, of course, at our second level, uh, we get we get you a uh, a sticker, a button, a thank you note from both of us, and, of course, our mini-sodes. Mini-sodes. That's right. And if you guys are not listening to our mini-sodes or don't have the ability to listen to our mini-sodes because you're not a Patreon supporter, you are missing out. Yes, and Patreon supporters and others who are interested in Patreon supporters but want a little bit more, stay tuned. We're going to be talking about what the next level of Patreon support is going to involve. Um, I am discussing having a discussion section available on a different chat-like device thing. Stuff. And well, things. Yeah. So that's avail- that will come available or be discussed at a later date. Um, mm-hmm. If you have an idea of what our next tier should be, what do you want? What do you want to pay for? Um, let us know. Drop us a line. We're totally open to suggestions. We're a talkative bunch, obviously. I mean, we're doing the show. So talk to us. Yes. Yes, because right. we like that stuff. Yeah. So, again, thank you from both of us and everyone at Millennial Pagan Podcast. Merry meet. 
Merry part. And, and Merry, Merry meet, meet again. again.